We're recording. Ooh. I saw that, that, spin, that spinny wheel and I was like, oh, we'll be here forever. That is not the way you want to see. It spun for about one second, but it felt like an eternity. <laughs> is it, oh, it spun. I thought you said it's fun for about one second. I was like, it's never fun. No, for the me. spinny, the spinny Mac wheel. No, no the that's rain, the last thing you they make see. it. A, they make it a rainbow because they try to make it cute and fun. I think it's because they want to just make people hate gays. So like, you know, you hate the spinny wheel and gay people. Wow. There are a lot of theories we have. Right, I know there are a lot this. of theories. <laughs> I mean, right now. Crazy things are happening, so there's oh. a lot of theories of everything go- going around. So all you can do is I mean, have conspiracy theories about the spinny wheel on a Mac. I was telling Matt Steele earlier, I really felt proud of myself for... I felt like in general, my quarantine, I'd kept my head above water. Mm-hmm. I'd been positive. I've been as positive as one can be when stuck inside. And then this week happens, and it's like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe the world is garbage. Maybe America should just be thrown away and started over. Maybe we should just stay in our apartment. Maybe this is better. Forever. Like, like I we just, got along. <laughs> I am just so sickened by everything. And the thing is, maybe it's partially my fault. I can't stop looking at Twitter. I can't stop looking at all of the stuff, all of the protests, all of the, you know, uh, it's just the, the cop videos are just so disgusting and disturbing. And yeah. it's like, I guess, how can I not look at it? But it's like, is this good for my mental health? Is this just like trauma inducing? Is this actually helpful? Like, it's crazy because it's a mix of like, I should be looking at this, but I shouldn't be looking exactly, at this. It's like, a like mix, it's a mix of everything. So, everyone, if you need to know where to donate, you can go to my Instagram Instagram page. Go to Matt Palmer Music. My last three posts are up are all about Black Lives Matter and where you can donate to bail people out who are, you know, obviously protesters who are being unjustly uh, incarcerated at the moment because they are protesting the death of George Floyd, who was killed by a police officer. Well, several police officers and only one is currently been um, arrested. So hopefully the other I cannot will believe be. it's still only just one. I know. You see that video, like I, I won't watch the video, of course, but you see the part of the video. No. But then you look at the picture that's in the other angle, and it's like, oh, so you all four of you were doing this. <sighs> well, welcome I, to Two Game Maps. Yeah, it's called Welcome to Game Maps. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another 2K Matt's podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And if you haven't heard from the intro, it has been a sobering week. You know, and I'm going to try to be upbeat. Yes. I try not to be negative this entire podcast, but I'm telling you these past couple of days, it's just like... Uh, truly the worst thing. I just... Remember when coronavirus existed? Right. Remember when that was That was news? what we talked about? When that was what was killing people and not cops who are supposed to protect us? Yeah, I do remember that. It was a crazy time. I I don't know. I'm I'm so exhausted so, and so emotionally drained and so just kind of just like I don't know what to do. That's the thing. It's just like I'm so incredibly sickened. I have you know donated to uh, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, so I've I feel like I've done a part, but it's still just like yeah, how I've done the um, NAACP legal uh, defense fund. Oh, nice, yeah, good for you. I of choice. I just it's just like what at the end of the day, what what is there to do right now? How does this change? Because you just look back on these videos upon videos of like people speaking about this in the 60s till now and it's like mm. oh so nothing's changed so mm. this is the exact same argument and issue that we've all been discussing I mean I'd like to think that it seems like more people are publicly aware like you see even the Taylor Swift's of the world coming out with like tweets that make sense oh yeah immediately like, and it she was, was like ba- she was well especially because i mean after I mean, you know who tweeted what he tweeted yes then there was, it was just like oh no right. you have to say something so and the thing is i feel like there definitely are more public figures and celebrities who are you know historically non-political who are coming out and support of black lives matter and you know talking about the injustice of all of this but uh, is that, I mean, it's just like, is that enough? Is it just so far ingrained in the history of America where it's just like, no, this is just how the fuck it is? And I don't mean to be depressing. I did say I was going to be a beast. <laughs> <laughs> these are my feelings. Matt Palmer's breaking his promise. I'm guys. sorry. You're just I, a we promise can talk breaker. about something else. I mean, what is there to talk well, about? I literally picked out all news stories that did not have to do with this because I was like, I can't talk What like, were they? Were there They any? were from before this happened. Oh my God. I they feel like there wasn't life before this happened. I mean, because so, this has been literally the longest three days of I, my and life. And the fact that it's been three days, it feels like it's been an eternity. It feels like it's been an eternity. I just, it's. 
I'm exhausted and there's, I'm just I'm so sad because it's just like you don't know what to do I and mean, and there are there's so much content coming at you and I I'm I will say I have been looking at you know the positive videos as well mm-hmm. with like the very like peaceful protests yes, going and everything yes. and I'm just like ah yes that's lovely but then, and also like I've been doing a lot of writing this week so I've that's only good. really been able to check social media that's I think that's what I need to do maybe for the next couple of days I'll take a break because it's just like I've seen enough I know what's happening I am as mournful as I need to be and I just have to you know keep this in mind but I can't I can't bury myself in it but I also can't ignore it it's just it's a hard it's a hard balance to walk and it's just the thing it's like even though tomorrow I'm going to be thinking about this all day it's like oh well I have to work tomorrow so I have to be on Zoom calls and be like hi how's everybody doing and it's just like I don't care (laughs) I don't care how you're doing I'm doing terribly I I mean we all can just do our best to uplift the voices that need to be uplifted yes you know and and if you have a platform even if you don't if you have racist people in your family please talk to them Please, I feel like that is what's missing. Is or if you like, have people in your family who just like don't really understand, please explain, explain it, it to them. If they have, you know, just if, because it's just, black people are so exhausted. I'm sure all people of color are exhausted about all of their issues, but about this specific issue, black people are exhausted yes. and like don't feel like explaining, or at least I don't. Maybe there are some <laughs> black people who feel like explaining, but I don't. So, it, but if you are a white person who gets it, I'm sure you have people in your family who don't get it. And if you could talk to them about it at some point, if it comes up, if there are questions around like, well, why not? I don't, all lives matter. I, it's like, I will no longer explain that. Yeah. <laughs> if you are there and want to explain that to your family member who doesn't get it please do because you can because you know you because what i would say is be like bitch google it but you can take a kinder route and well but you know there are some people who are just like well how do you google something (laughs) well i can't just go with that but um yes so just talk to your family members i feel like let's keep it positive things can change yes even though they haven't they they can they can they can please so it starts with you it starts with people in your life that don't understand it because if honestly if you're listening to this i think you get it I'm i pretty don't sure assume you, do. you would want to hear me if you didn't get it <laughs> so just if you are white just talk to your families about why their thinking is wrong why black people are scared of policemen why yes. just like that all can be explained yes and i i think you're gonna do a great job of it yes and please remember to vote for joseph r biden yes in november and like I told Matt Steele this morning, he's nobody's first choice. <laughs> we are young people. I'm sure he's somebody's first choice. He wasn't ours. I, I will say I've he watching three speeches of his this week yeah. made me sob uncontrollably. Wow. Because I was just like, well, first of all, just like what an emotive speaker he is. Mm. And just looking at him and just being like, wow, remember that time when like presidents oh, like God, had, like had empathy and like related like tried to like they remember that it was their job to relate and speak for right people like remember that and what a time and you know how like i cannot believe that this president has not yet made a statement of any kind i mean the statements public. he's made have, oh, been, have been you know inflammatory and yes. insane it's it, it, that's the thing is like obviously whether or not that person was in office, this problem would still be a problem that we'd need to address. But if we had some sort of legitimate leadership, yes. then maybe there would be some sort of bridging of yes, the gap. That was at least speaking on behalf of the American people. Right. And that was, you know, for the, all the reforms that we need, which right. are many. Yes. And it's like all he wants to do, it, sa- it seems like it's just energize his racist fucking of base. Yeah. Because he he's thinking about his own election. It's like, so you don't care. So wait, so you don't care about the 100,000 people who have died of coronavirus. And so you also don't care about all of the people that are dying at the hands of police. And you don't care about the people that are dying at the hands of police when they're protesting, when they're protesting. police brutality. Yeah. It's like, so none of that makes a fucking so difference So who do you. you care about? Who do you care about? Hmm. Oh, yourself? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So oh, yes. gosh. So vote for Joe Biden yes. and whichever remarkable, amazing black woman he gets to be his vice president. Black woman. Yes. I think I think now it has to I be. think we now we've solidified that I it will be assume yes. so because like I mean there was some Amy Klobuchar talks and I feel like Amy has yeah I, I feel like that's gone out the window I, I mean like I always figured that a woman of color would be at the first choice yeah. regardless and yeah. everything um, but now I think that just solidified that right. it will be at least a woman of color but particularly a black woman right yeah. absolutely so okay I Vote promise 
I'll talk about something else. Yes. <laughs> Go to my Instagram, Emma Palmer Music. My last post has uh, information on places where you can donate to relief funds, people to to help bail those protesters out of jail who are in there uh, for not a real good reason. So, in other news, yes, for the because the thing is those were news for everyone, and now we got to jump to news for idiots. Yes, because let's all give our idiots a little bit of something to be excited about, and um, the Queen, who I feel like we've talked about so much lately because she's the Queen. Uh, Britney Spears yeah, was number one on the iTunes singles chart this week because she, I guess because the fans had demanded justice for glory, not only did they get a new album, well we, I'm in the you know spirit hive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We are in, we are. What is that called? The. Britney Army? I forget. I think it's Army. We're in that. We're calling it the Army now. Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, the bonus track from 2016's Glory entitled Mood Ring, yeah. which was produced by DJ Mustard and was on the Japanese edition of the album, was never released in the U.S. And because uh, the Justice for Glory was served and it jumped to the top of the iTunes charts, they got a new album cover and they also got a new song available to them on streaming and on iTunes called Mood Ring. And I've always loved that song. Oh, Mood I Ring's think great. It's, feels very like um, a little bit of invitation on steroids. It's mm-hmm. like very sexy and slinky, but just a little bit more of a backbeat. And it probably should have been on originally, but I'm glad that people are getting to hear it and I'm glad that people are loving it and mm-hmm. putting it on the top of the charts. I love how she released it literally like right when Chromatica came out. <laughs> so everyone was just like, wait, Brittany. Okay. I know. It also was funny because you were like, <laughs> okay, so number two is Rain on Me. Number three is Sour Candy. And number one is mood ring from 2006 <laughs> 16 excuse me but it's just like yeah that's what happened I think it's dropped down to number two and uh, random means number one again but for I just think I just hope that Britney sees that and is like oh people really like my music huh like yeah. people still care about me as a musical act and it's like yes girl we do like yeah. we are here for you whenever you want to release something if you're working on something during quarantine we'd love that for you yeah. <laughs> like please I, I yes we're all team Britney so that's what we want. That's what we, we just want. want some more music. I'm I happy because like... I forgot about Mood Ring. Yeah, and I remember really liking Mood Ring. And so now it's available for you to stream, even mm-hmm. though it has a weird parenthetical at the end. It's called by demand. I know. <laughs> I, did, I saw that, and I was just like, okay. I guess it was just like a shout out to the fans who demanded justice shout for Mood Ring, but it's just like fans. that's not the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called by demand, girl. But whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, well, now it is. Now it's called Mood Ring by demand. I'm not calling it that. It's called, <laughs> I'm calling it I'm that. Not. I'm doing whatever Britney wants me to do. I just. Brittany wanting to do that. Yes, or else she wouldn't have done that. I don't think she typed it in, sweetie. I think there are people at that label. But anyways, the song is excellent. If you're on Spotify, stream it. And if you, you know, have iTunes. And also, is there even a way to get to the iTunes store from your computer? Because now, I don't know if you have the latest version of the uh, Mac operating system, mm-hmm. but iTunes is no longer an app. And so it's split up into, see these, uh, that that's the music app, that's the podcast app, and that's the TV app. Okay. I tried, I swear, for 15 minutes on the music app to try to find the iTunes store and could not find it. I remember having a hard time finding it and then I eventually did. Oh, okay. So I it's think. there? Yeah. Okay. Or it's, that might have been like the previous update. I don't know if there's been another update since. Right. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I know you don't care as much, but I just was wanting I mean, yeah, you gotta know how how it works. And exactly. Everything. Oh, I just uh, they the script writing software that I use yes. um, changed where to click like export yeah. for like the script, and I was for literally like an hour. I was like, how do I export That's this script I've been working on? That's the worst. Yeah, no. When I downloaded uh, Logic for a new for the new operating system, it's just like oh. There's just so many little things that are new. Even Final Cut, that freaking zoom in, zoom out. It's yeah. like, where do you find it? Where, yeah. I have to really like type this like control. Yes. That is so rude. I know. That is so rude. Uh, why is our life so hard? I know. These are difficult problems. Hey, we did say this was the news for idiots section, so you can't say we didn't warn you. That's true. <laughs> um, and more uh, news that does not involve uh, things that will make me depressed and get on a soapbox. Um, Octavia Spencer had a birthday. Mm-hmm. And on this birthday, she announced that she had been lying about her age all along. And she's actually turning 50 when people thought she was turning 48. And I just share this story because like... Yes. Yeah, queen. That's amazing. Absolutely. Like, good for you for admitting that, because so many people will go to their graves being like, no, I'm two years younger. And I always think about that, especially now, because it's like, your classmates who went to high school with you will be like, what, bitch, you were two years younger yeah, than Yeah, aren't they us? outing everyone exactly. else? Exactly. I guess they're, like, busy with, like, kids and lives and stuff. But if I knew a celebrity and I knew they were lying about their age... I'd be like, I have all the dirt. (laughs) 
Venmo me five dollars exactly. for all the information. Star Magazine, give me give me a, <laughs> an advance, and I'll tell you the story. Oh yeah, all the scoop on Oct- all the dirt on Octavia Spencer. And I don't even know what. I guess she just was saying. Um, you know, everything that's going on in the world. And I think this was pre George Floyd, but just like with the coronavirus and all of that, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, I feel like this is a weird lie to keep up. And so, yeah, no, I'm turning 50 and it's like, yes. Oh yeah. Well <laughs> now she them. has a, she's literally an Oscar winner. That's she's a major, major producer. Like yeah. Octavia Spencer of all like the actors who've recently come around yeah. like in the past 10 years, Octavia Spencer is slaughtering Good for the her. game. She Good is so incredible. She just really took her rising star and really knew what to do with it. That's amazing. And has just been doing so well for herself. What's Jennifer Lawrence up to? I feel like I haven't heard about her in a while. Uh, I guess that's unrelated, but... Okay. <laughs> I'm sure she's quarantining. Yes. If anybody has updates on Jennifer Lawrence, I think she's engaged, but I don't cool. know professionally. Some I feel like she has. Director? Okay. Who directed Mother? Oh, Darren Aronofsky? No, she broke up with him a while oh, ago after she? Mother came out. Oh. Yeah. I think she was like mad at him because like Mother wasn't as well received as like she wanted it to be. I mean, you loved it. Oh, Mother's great. <laughs> don't They need to get back together. I Jennifer heard, and Darren. I heard the plot synopsis of Mother and was like, absolutely <laughs> not. I will not be watching this. But I mean, just visually, it's great. I, mean, I will take it's your It's great. And it. you watch it and you're just like, oh, this is absolutely psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so well done. I love Mother. Um, The next two news stories are just for me. Okay. <laughs> so warning. Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a sequel. Good. I'm excited. Good. I mean, I, at the end of the movie, did leave it open for a sequel, I felt. And I hope that everyone's returning. I hope we're going to see, um, oh, what's this freaking, oh, James Marsden, who was our lead guy. Okay. Uh, and then I hope that uh, Natasha Rothwell, who actually, in unrelated news, she wrote tonight's Insecure episode, and it's truly one of the most well-written episodes of television I've ever seen. I mean, I heard you shrieking <laughs> through the walls, yes. And I was like, God, what's happening? I mean, I shriek a lot during Insecure secure but this week especially was like kind of like a Issa and Lawrence who were the main couple at the beginning of the series broke up early on mm-hmm. and this was the first night of really reconnecting and like talking about like what really happened in their relationship and it just was like it was very much like this would never happen in real life but like I love it <laughs> it's so wow. nice yeah it's you would like, be like don't get back to don't don't talk to each other I mean I wouldn't want that but like it seems like they've just both grown so much and like they're both admitting to their issues and like talking and if I were to reach out to way. my ex-boyfriend well, and talk about well, how well, goes, well, you, no, you no, would no. be like that is, don't you dare that is different he did she does not ignore his text when he texts him happy birthday or vice versa so <laughs> wow that is different <laughs> that is different. So and I, I hope that the the sequel is as good as the first one because I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was I'm trying to think was that the last movie I saw in a theater because I saw it around. No, mine was The Hunt with Hilary Swank. Oh, it might have been my the Sonic because that was around Valentine's a little afterwards. Okay, I'm not like a movie every week person. So. Yeah, you know it could. And hey, at this rate with the as few movies are that are coming out this year, Sonic the Hedgehog could be our front runner for best picture. Hey, so, <laughs> I mean until you know Devos comes out. Of though. course, darling. And is there a date mm-hmm. that we can share? Not that we can share. Oh, okay, <laughs> I heard rumblings of a date, darling. But rumblings, I, guess we, I told you. I know. I just I don't want to tell people. You told me. If you, yeah, I'm not telling the people. All right. Well, I didn't want to get you in trouble. I just wanted to say that there were rumblings. Well, keep keep your mouth shut. All right. Be as secret as secretive as Octavia Spencer. Okay, I will. Okay. No one will know when it's out until it's already out. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bachelor. Okay. Do you remember when there was a bachelor named Colton and he jumped over a fence for a girl named Cassie? Of course I don't. Why <laughs> well, would I remember this? That occurred and he jumped over a fence. She basically quit the show okay. and was like, I can't do this. And he was like, I don't want to be with the girls that are left. So I'm going to also quit the show and just follow her back to her hometown and like make her fall in love with me or want to marry me or want to date me or whatever. And so was the show canceled? No, well, no, they just like stretched the show out an episode or two and like he, she took him. I imagine the end of that season was a a trudge to get through. No, it was only like, there was only one episode left really. So it was fine. Um, But the, the entire way that that happened, the fact that she was willing to be like, I'm going to leave the show. I don't think I'm ready for this. Like, I don't want to get engaged. I don't want to get married. And he had to like chase her back from an international travel back to like Texas or wherever the hell she's from and now it's been announced that they have broken up it's like well of course <laughs> like <laughs> like you clearly loved her a 
million times more than she loved you. And like, I guess it's impressive that they lasted that long, but like you'd even see their like body language. He was the virgin bachelor. Okay. And you could even see their body language when they would interact. And it was very much like, this doesn't, I don't know. Nothing ever really fully clicked for me with them. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I'm sure they have nothing but respect for one another, but it's just like, I could have seen, I mean, I, I guess none of the bachelors really end up with the girls they pick, but like this one was like, oh girl, the writing's on the wall. But even from things we're seeing, your, your breakup should happen completely off camera. I should not know when you're together at the end of a bachelor season. I'm like, ooh, this isn't going to work. But okay. Say love me. Well, you, hey, at least they got on news for idiots. They did. Good for them. <laughs> um, and there are just a couple of other things that are little. Um, John Boyega was calling out racist, which I love. He was an cool. actor who was in um, Star Wars. And he just said, I really fucking hate racists. <laughs> and I just love. And he was like replying to people that were like, well, not all white people are racists. And like, what about reverse racism? And like, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about racism from white people to black people. Like, fuck that. What you just said. <laughs> Wait, haven't many actors been doing this? Y- yes, but like. Not as aggressively and not as like, oh, you clearly don't have any more Star Wars to make. And so you're just going to say what you really want. Because okay. like, clearly. So John Boyega is just like the best at it. He's just the best at it. All right. And, really, and also like if you saw a tweet that said, I really hate fucking racists and like you were personally offended. Would you not think like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wait. No, wait. <laughs> Like, oh, like what a weird response to that is like, oh, how could you say that? It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's nothing controversial about like racists are bad. I know. Exactly. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, it, and and, rem- and just so we can all remember um, the news that happened before John, uh, George Floyd, uh, Cheyenne Jackson opened up about his hair transplant. I saw that. <laughs> Did yes. you see that? He got a hair transplant multiple times. Yes. Multiple yeah. times when he was and it started when he was 25 and he would like. He started losing his hair, and I guess he kept wanting to get better roles and like get his hair transplants on. And in fairness, they look pretty good. Yeah, I'm like not as good as like I think Joel McHale's are the best hair transplants I've ever seen. Joel McHale has. Hair oh tra- my god, you watch him at the beginning of the soup or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. just like oh, this hairs are gone. I'm gonna have to it's check really out those got, follicles. You, oh my gosh! And then now it's just like wow, look at you. But it's just like. I mean, I think it's kind of nice that he's being honest about like what he's done because I guess there are people yeah. out there who are like, "Oh, I don't look as perfect as Cheyenne Jackson," but it's also like, does this matter? <laughs> Do we well, need like a whole announcement? I mean, hair transplant surgery is like one of the more fascinating surgeries, in my opinion. Oh. Like, it's really kind of crazy. It's actually featured in the script that I'm writing. <laughs> um, Would you watch a video of a hair transplant being done? I've watched several videos I, of hair I, transplants I, That, that seemed right. It was I actually was... a really good episode of John and Kate Plus 8 when John got his hair transplant. Oh, how did his look? Uh, they looked, I think they started off okay and then I think it started like thinning again mm. but the entire time Kate is like in the room watching it and she's just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, John, oh my god, John. And John's just like, shut up, Kate. <laughs> what a love they have. <laughs> Those two. It's what a great show. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine that would be a video that you would watch because don't you watch the like pimple popping videos too? Oh yeah, of course. What do you get out of that? It's just satisfying. It's just like cool to watch. Like, wow, all that gook can be inside Ew. a hole in your body that's like microscopic. Doesn't, it doesn't gross you out? No, not really. Ugh, makes it makes me feel turn. free. You know who else <laughs> has come out about uh, hair transplant surgery is Taryn Edgerton. Oh, okay. I want to. I want to say I could have gotten this wrong, uh, but I want to say he's gotten it a couple times and it's like never worked for him. Oh. So he's like opened up about it, like not working for him, and that like the disappointment of that and the frustration. But with he's that. also like so insanely cute that it's like, what does this? Do of you course, need? yeah. Do you need a hair transplant? But. You know, best do, of luck to all of us out there. Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. You know, if it makes you feel special and like it makes you feel comfortable and confident in your own skin. That's kind of my thought on all sort of like surgeries that are cosmetic. It's like if it makes you feel better, but you know, more power to you. Sure. You know, I have no, you know, sometimes it's not my thing, like a super overblown lip. Yeah. It's like not really what I love to look at, but it's like, yeah, it's not my body. If you were to get something, what would you get? <sighs> um... I don't know. What would you mm. get? I th- well, I don't need it now, but yeah. I know in the future I'm probably going to need just like the slightest neck lift. Interesting, <laughs> like, because the skin on my neck is so stretchy. Oh, mine is stretchy too. Yeah, and and whenever I like push my face down, like the rolls like kind of just roll over mm. each other. And so I'm like, mm, I got a lot of skin here. Yeah, and it's you know still very young skin. So it's it's very it, you know, young it's, is. But, <laughs> but I know like when I get older, I'm like. 
oh, this could be a problem. So right. I think if I were to get something, yeah. I th- I'd rather have a lift of something than like an injection of something. Well, uh, well if I get that chin implant, like the comments are told me I yeah. needed, that would be a whole thing. So I don't know if that's a good idea for me. Well, I mean, try it out <laughs> and then see how you like it. I mean, Stassi got one and she looks great. That's good. You know, so. I hear a lot of times people think that they need nose jobs and then they go to plastic surgeons they're like, no, and they're need. like, no, you don't need a nose job. You need a chin, like a chin job. Interesting. Because if your chin just looked slightly different, then it would balance out your nose better. Oh. Um, and oh, I think I, my nose is cute. I wouldn't change You have it. a cute nose. Thank yeah. You. I've been told I have a cute nose too. No. I like my facial features. I'm glad. Like, you look good. Yeah, you have good facial oh, features thank you. too. Oh, we look great on youtube.com slash 2 gay Yeah, you check us out. Us. Check us out if you want to see two hotties. Yes, two hotties reviewing Lady Gaga's um, Chromatica album. Chromatica. Which, who, the name of which I did not just forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so what else is going on? Okay, one more thing that's going to get me angry about a completely separate topic than what we're talking about at the top of the show. Oh, no. Have you heard of this? Yes. I couldn't read... The full article because I was just so mad when I started and I was like, nope. Oh, guys. Okay. If you haven't heard about this, you prepare to be incensed. So there is a YouTube vlogger, like mommy vlogger. Her name is Micah Stauffer. And she is one of those people that apparently this is, you know, a big thing where you're social media and your YouTube videos follow your young children and you know she has kids so it's like oh big baby videos get a lot of you know hits and will generate a lot of revenue and like let's watch them grow up and do all these cute things and there was like a long series of uh, videos where they were talking about how they wanted to adopt this whole mommy vlogger thing is always kind of like yeah you know because it's like those kids are in all the videos or like you're in like they're, they're, people are watching because you have cute kids and then those kids get a little older and they're not as like little and cute anymore and like so then you're like oh god I haven't it's just like this is weird your kids work for you essentially but you don't pay them and well and I I say this as the biggest John and Kate plus eight fan in the entire world <laughs> yes um, the way it's done on YouTube is very strange because at least like with John and Kate plus eight it was just like this woman had eight children yes and like they were sex tuplets and so they decided to do a documentary on it right and TLC and the documentary was super successful and TLC was like hey we're developing this show for you right whereas like when you do it on YouTube you're literally just like oh I just got pregnant and I want to be a YouTuber so I'm going to like before you even know if your kid's cute or anything like you're just like I'm going to make money off of my child that's not even born yes. yet like it's it's a little strange so yes so um, Micah Stauffer she uh, w- w- then went through the process I think she they has one adopted child already and they wanted to adopt another child so they went through a process there are several videos of them talking about how they want to adopt a, a baby from China and uh, so I guess eventually they do they named the child Huxley which you know we won't jump into but that's, that's that's a, a name. That's a name. That's a name. That yeah, Huxley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, sorry to any. This, uh, is, this is a family that will have a Huxley. Yes, these are. If I haven't said it, they are white. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I apologize to any Huxleys that are out there. Of course, we sure you're. We, we sure, we're sure you're sure wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> but uh, apparently, Micah produced 27 videos about their adoption journey and the process from uh, about adopting from China, which led her to writing articles on adoption from different races and countries. The final video, where they all go to China and pick Huxley up, was a huge hit viewed more than 5.5 million times getting sponsorship and turning uh into a figure in uh turning them into a figure in the parenting influencers community so it was announced that this week that um she came out with a video i guess after two years with the child the child has some sort of special needs uh they have decided to rehome Mm -hmm. this child as if it is a dog mm-hmm. that is bad and even people get pissed when people rehome dogs yeah like Andy Cohen just had to rehome his dog because it was like aggressive around his baby and people are pissed about it yeah but it's like you were rehoming a child a child that you adopted yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you yeah like like I feel like do you not know that things that happen even if they don't like remember in their minds exactly what their earliest memories are and what their lives is like that can definitely shape who you are as a person like those kids you see that get adopted really late and I'm sure they're not all like this but that come from systems like that they have like attachment issues because of their early childhood development and you're just going to 
give up this child that you're like, I'm going to, I've adopted and you are my responsibility for the rest of my life. Yeah. How can you look at yourself in the mirror? Give Huxley all let, of that revenue. Let alone, how can you dare call yourself a family YouTuber no. when you are literally the antithesis of what I, a family is, what an adoptive family is? I cannot. The thing is, what if that was your biological child? What would you have done? Can you, would you try to rehome then? Yeah. Would you try to give it back? Like, would you, like, would you put it up for adoption, That's even insane. though you could raise it? It's just like, I, I don't know their situation as far as you know what was going on in that home, but any sort of thought about this should have been done before the adoption. Oh, like, yeah. if you had any reservations or like weren't sure about what you were doing, you should have made that decision before Huxley mm-hmm. came into your family. Because this is, I just, I just feel so terrible for this child. Oh yeah, and and the fact that there are so many people who are just desperate to adopt. Right. And exactly, there are gay people around the world who yes. just like cannot. People who are single parents who just can't. Who oh just my like god, won't get the chance to adopt a child because it's just like, it's oh so, no, you don't have a steady family unit. And yeah. It's like this is a steady family unit. Yeah. It's oh, it's disgusting and it's repulsive and heartbreaking. I, this poor child. I want that kid to get all that. Oh money. my god! I yeah. hope that child sues them. Yeah, one thousand percent. I hope that child becomes old enough, figures out what happened, finds a lawyer, and sues, sues them for all of that money and everything else they have. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, maybe not from the other kids because they didn't do anything wrong, but those parents. Oh, yeah, Ooh. I can't imagine. Ooh. Ugh. Okay, I have not, do you have any more news for idiots that we haven't talked about? Everything's disgusting. Everything's disgusting. <laughs> you go online for five seconds. And I, I know. Just Ju- disgusting and terrible. I mean, I will say Donald Trump this week was just like, you know, Twitter should be shut down. <laughs> And I, was, and I was like, that's and, the only right thing you've said I know. your entire I, I wanted, life. I think it was because he uh, listened to our podcast. I'm, that oh, was called Twitter Needs. Sick. <laughs> um, did, our worst listener. Um, yes. Uh, yes. It's, it's, it's all bad news out there. Next week's gonna be better. But good news, new Lady Gaga album. Yes, we that got is good. something to dance yes. to. Alice is wonderful. Yes, sign uh, from above. Sign from above. Yes, and I've decided to let go of the lyrics to Plastic Doll. And Yay! Just love it. Those lyrics, man. Ooh. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> just go with that it. melody. Got to go Excellent. with it. Excellent melody. It's got to enjoy yourself. Yes. To, to what there is to enjoy yourself too. And yes. Right now it's Lady Gaga. It is. You know. And that's about it. With, we try. We try to keep our heads above water. So. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with more brand new Two Game Match right, podcast. We're gonna go cry. Yes. <laughs> Whew, how cathartic that cry was. Oh yes, it was wonderful. Yep. I, you know, I definitely did consider it <laughs> during, during the break. This is I where mean, I'm at now. It's That's where we all are. I told you I stopped three times this I, week I, just I, from I watching know. Joe Biden speak. We all, we all like, have our ways. I like, this remember when the world was beautiful. Um, so this is email my heart, the section of the podcast where we uh, answer any questions that you guys have. Um, you can be a part of email my heart. If you email us at two game at gmail.com to spell T W O this email comes from JK. Um, JK. I I love the subject of this email because it's Matt Steele's hot bod. (laughs) And did we throw Leanne rhymes away? (laughs) (laughs) I love the subject lines of some of y'all's emails. They're so good. They're so good. I think our listeners are just fucking brilliant. They're really I love that. They have the taste. Not everybody has that. Not everybody has that, guys. Um, Hi, Matt. Matt Steele. Uh, trying to keep this as succinct as possible and not coming from a place of objectification. It looks but, long. But really, an, <laughs> an inquisition. It, it is a little long, but you know what? We got time. That's true. Because Lauren knows what, not much was giving us moments this no, week. No, it really wasn't. Uh, Matt Steele, as someone in fitness, I'm a gym slash weightlifting dude, strict schedule, etc., etc. You have a very specific body type <laughs> that I think is generally objectively seen as a smaller frame. Given this smaller frame and quite fit, I might add. Oh, JK. Uh, However, do you find that your body type sparks a specific type of reaction from potential suitors in in the dating scene? I didn't read this, so this is all news to me. And I know the answer to that one. (laughs) As in, they're weirdly, quote, all about it, end quote, 
uh, wait, all about it and all about it as it's generally, quote, rare to look at <gasps> you, in my opinion. I'll even go so far as to presume your body frame is coveted by people of the opposite sex, too, in a weird way. I presume you can Dang. eat whatever you want and be a little more lax in terms of gym time. And I just wonder if that sparks some sort of envy that people may go out of their way to comment on consistently. Hmm. Hope that's not offensive or weirdly invasive to ask, but I'm giving you your flowers today in a way because I stand steel. JK, you told me I have a small frame, so I stand you too. This honestly was such a specific question specific. and it's all stuff that like I've talked about in depth before. Right. Like the fact that JK was able to sort of notice. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, and I'm just referring to people sort of, I wouldn't say my body's like objectified. Like I want to go that far, but like def people definitely see me and they're just like, Oh, he's a specific type of way. And they right. kind of see a smaller frame and like an energetic personality. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, Oh, look at this little boy. Ooh. And they feel, and <sighs> I definitely get guys who are sometimes very aggressive. And I, I, I don't like being objectified like that in the slightest. No. I find that very gross. And I, <laughs> I, I, it's I yes you're correct okay? <laughs> yeah. like I don't yes, I don't love correct. it um I I thank you so much for telling me I have a nice body I, I think my body's fine I I will say it's it and it's interesting because he says it's uh JK says um uh it seems to be would be coveted by the opposite sex too and I have like I do get a lot of comments from girls being like I wish I had your body really? because yeah because well, how does this I've told you this a million times my um my figure is very hourglassy mm. if you were to see me naked which Matt Palmer has not so not. I'll describe it to him and to all of you um <laughs> I have a very like wide uh, like rib cage and chest and I can't believe I'm talking about this on the two game Mats podcast but here we are we go into the deep topics um, and my uh, hips are very very wide but my waist is very very tiny so it's very much like a an hourglass shape in my waist and I literally could eat cinder blocks and it would not change anything mm. um so yeah, that's always something that I find very interesting, but it is very, very difficult getting pants that fit. Like the waist of my pants always sort of fall apart uh, because my waist is so small, but my hips are so wide. Mm. Um, this is a, a very interesting topic. Yeah. I, I don't know how much our listeners would be interested in it, but I'm glad you took notice, JK. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, another question from JK, Matt Palmer and Matt Steele. Did we, as an American society, throw Leanne Rhymes away <laughs> as a singer? I recently have listened to some of Leanne's work as I came across a recent video of her singing Unchained Melody. I forgot how talented she was, and she can still sing and sing well live. It made me go back to listen to her hits like Blue, How Do I Live, My Favorite, um, etc. Vocally, she was pretty great, and I mean comparing her to the great female vocalists of the 90s and great being so young. However, once she left her husband for Eddie Cibrian, Cibrian who was also married formerly to Brandy Glanville, yes. and they got married married I mean America dropped her and she was dragged it was a really really big scandal and success and success has really eluded her since I think however that was almost a decade ago I'm not sure if she even cares to sing as much anymore with the expectation of global success her last five albums didn't even chart I don't think but is it time we give her another chance homewrecker or not vocal talent like that shouldn't just disappear <laughs> into the ether do you guys have any opinion of her music albums talent etc I'd love to hear your guys thoughts thank you your favorite shipper our only shipper, sweetie. <laughs> um, I don't have any strong feelings for or against Leanne Rhymes. I am very familiar with the Eddie Cibrian drama because that was a driving force on um, the inception of Vanderpump Rules because Sheena slept with Eddie Cibrian while he was cheating, while he was married to Brandy and he was also sleeping with Leanne Rhymes. Oh, Jesus. So he's sleeping with, yeah, he was just a serial cheater. So. All right. Is he at least like hot? He's gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> he's gorgeous. Yes. Um, but I don't know that this is what turned America against her. That was a decade ago. I feel like, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like musically she had not been as, um, 
you know, top of the charts since, like, I would say 2000 was when Can't Fight the Moonlight from Coyote Ugly came out, and that mm-hmm. was what I think of as her last big hit that people really recognize and know. And I, I don't know that the homewrecking is the thing that stopped her. It does kind of bring to, not to, I mean, I guess homewrecking is wrong, because they both were cheating on their spouses with each other, <laughs> so mm-hmm. they were both having extramarital affairs. Mm-hmm. But I think um, the fact that I think another artist that comes to mind is when Alicia Keys started being with Swiss Beats and uh, Swiss Beats' ex-wife said that they were cheating together when they were still married and all of that. That kind of had a big knock on her image. And I feel like Alicia Keys' lack of success was more tied to that than Leanne Rimes' lack of success. Like, I feel like Alicia Keys was like the hugest R&B artist for the longest time and then this whole cheating scandal broke out and she never fully recovered, at least not like uh, hits-wise or like album sales success. I feel like there's always a little bit of cloud of like, did you steal someone's husband? <laughs> you know, I which, had no idea Alicia Keys had a scandal like this. She did, she life. did. And again, I don't believe in stealing husbands. Everyone has to be willing to go. But mm-hmm. if she was sleeping with a married person, I, it's not what I would do. <laughs> but okay. uh, yeah, so I, I, I more think it affected Alicia Keys' career than it affected Leanne Rhymes. To me, it feels unless again someone proved me wrong. I don't follow Leanne super closely, but I felt like her musical downturn as far as success preceded this whole. Eddie Cibrian thing and uh, I feel like honestly this whole Eddie Cibrian thing got more people talking about her than um, you know they were before she even wrote an entire album about Sleeping with someone that wasn't her husband, oh, inspired by this. I would love to listen to that That's album. The thing. Which album is that? I forgot. I'll look it up. I'll see what it's called. But I feel like she wrote it because it was true to life, but also because she was tabloid fodder at that point. And so it's like, yeah, let's give okay, them, let's give them something to talk about. Um, you have to yeah, talk while I look this up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should I ask like the next question as you're looking sure. this up? Okay, yeah, I love that. So I'll ask the next question, uh, which is from our buddy Frankie. Frankie's King. subject is create your own festival, but with Frankie's rules. <laughs> Seriously, these subject lines are great. <laughs> hey, two game mats. Hope you guys are doing well during this really emotional and heavy time in our country. I also hope we're not doing great. We're not we're doing trying. great, but you know what? Thank, thank you. Thank you, Frankie. Hope you're doing well, too. I also hope you guys are streaming glitter because it because studies show it can boost our immune systems. Hey, uh, my question is, if you two were to create your own music festivals with nine artists each. Wow. Three from <laughs> three from the 80s, three from the 90s and three from the 2000s. Who would you guys select to be in your lineup? Any genre is acceptable. But my only other rule is no one hit wonders. Love you both and stay safe. Okay. Let me think. Have you thought? I I have not, actually. I mean, I would want the heavy hitters. Like, if we're doing the 80s, we're doing Janet, Michael, Madonna. Right. Well, like, no Michael for me. Oh, well, okay. Well, let's pretend. <laughs> let's pretend that we live in a perfect world. We'll do Janet, Madonna. And who would who we say the, the, 80s do I... the next big heavy hitter? Like a Prince? Prince. Prince? Do Prince. Yeah, Purple Rain was huge at that time. He'd already... I think he started in 79, but 80s was a big decade. Yeah, I'll do Prince, okay. Janet, Madonna. Okay. Who else? If there was had to be like an honorable mention from the 80s. Like maybe like a Cindy Lauper or like a maybe. I felt like she never really had as many hits. I only think of her as well. No one has as many hits as like Madonna (laughs) and Janet Jackson. Jackson It's true. Um, But Cindy Lauper was extremely famous. She was famous. Yeah, she was very famous. She, you give her a lot. I don't think you give Cindy Lauper <laughs> enough give, credit. You give her a lot. To me, like she's very much like a voice of the eighties, like in terms of music. That was a huge song. What do you mean a huge? Yeah, song? That, she's had a couple of huge songs. That uh, girls want to have fun, and um, what's the other one? Time after time, and the Goonies song. Nothing. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so then, are we saying? Not, oh, eighties. Well, uh, Whitney's in the eighties. If we're having Whitney, the eighties or the nineties, would you say? She was yeah. both. <laughs> she was both. She was, she was all time. She, I mean, she was 80s or 90s, but okay. I think more, I, she would put up more studio albums in the 80s. She, you know, with the, okay. her debut was in the 80s, Whitney with but, I Want to Dance with Somebody. But if, if I'm wrong, like, weren't her full albums, like, maybe better in the 90s? Like, in terms of full albums. I mean, My Love is Your Love, I believe, is her best song, album in her discography mm-hmm. of her, you know, not a, of soundtrack. And yes. it's my, actually my favorite song of hers, period, so. Oh, uh, My Love Is Your Love. Hey, that's a great song. Yeah. It's a great song. So, uh, yes, I would put uh, uh, Whitney in the 80s as well. Okay. 
So who? So no more Prince, I guess. I mean, I guess no more Prince. All right. <laughs> okay. I mean, let's go. Uh, you know what? All Pr- ladies. Pr- Prince would probably just be like, I don't feel like. I know. He's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> 90s. <laughs> um, Mariah. Mariah. She's. I mean, she crossed all decades, darling. But 90s Mariah, TLC, mm-hmm. Spice Girls. Come on. Fine, we can have Let's get some podcast. energy in there. Not that uh, TLC has a lot of know, energy, rude. but, you know, let's get some, you know, internationalness. Mm. You know, got to get the Brits a chance. Got to get the Brits a chance. Um, what do you think the Spice Girls and Mariah would have to say to each other? Like not backstage. much of anything, I don't <laughs> Mariah think. would just be like, love your dresses. And it's like, oh, you guys, I love that look. <laughs> love that look. <laughs> you know, iconic. People always remember that dress. <laughs> um, 2000s, Britney. Yeah, Britney's to the 2000s. Um, like 2000s is an aughts, I guess. Yes, I would decade. say aughts. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I like, mean, Gaga's 2008. That's true. Do we count Beyonce as 2000s or 2010s? Because obviously she found so much success and became such a superstar in the 2000s. But she, well, I, don't, I don't think she was really like beyond. Say. She wasn't like at her artistic peak, of course. But I feel Until like for, you know, when you're when you're an artist like a Beyonce or Mariah and you span decades, you know, that's a good problem to have. I'd yeah. give them whatever decade we want to give them. And so I'd put Beyonce. Well, since 2010s are not an option in this yeah. email, we'll put her in the 2000s. Exactly. So we're saying what? Beyonce. Beyonce, Britney. Britney and um, um Kelly? I oh, and Lady Kelly. Gaga? Lady Gaga, Kelly. Hmm. Rihanna. Rihanna. This is hard. I know. It's We're really cool. not answering this question. <laughs> We've named artists we like of all We've the decades. We've literally just named the biggest artists. Hey, the ones that matter to us. Yeah. You know, so. Whatever. At this point, the festival would be canceled anyway. I know. It so. wouldn't happen until 2025. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So. We're going to try to talk about what has gotten us through this horrible week. So Matt Steele, what's been giving you moments? Donald? You know, I don't have much. <laughs> But, you know, I'm just trying to think of the small moments. Yes, it's all the small things. All the small things. The finale of Mrs. America was very good. Great. The final two scenes really moved me. Yeah. Were really fantastic. If you have not, you know, caught the show, mm. it's really a fantastic show. Um, especially, you know, if you're interested in politics or interested in just great women or female performances in general, like, it has all of it. Um, but, yeah, the, the final two scenes of the show really were just fantastic. Mm. Um I also, I can't really give away the details, but some things were solidified with Devos. Like we got our, we had a number of dates floating around for like our actual official release date. And, you know, we're coming down to the wire, down to the wire, down to the wire. And the fact that it was not hardcore solidified up until like just recently was making me very nervous and Mm -hmm. very anxious. And we just got our final solidified date, which is not changing. So that was just a big weight lifted off my shoulders. And let us know if you'd want to have a watch party on the audience. Because I think that'd be very fun for us all to download, start it all together, you know, have a little, a Zoom moment or like a Instagram live moment where we're all watching together and you can be like, ah, that kind of that kind of gives me anxiety. Why? I don't want to. I don't want to like watch people watch. Well, you don't. You, my just, you should just watch it. And I, then I want to just be like, I'm going to my room, close the door, go to bed. But don't you want a bunch of people to watch it, sweetie? And this is a I do. Well, well I then mean, they'll want to watch it with the director. That's what oh people do. God, with the, with the lead actor. Oh God, yes. I'm going to be a wreck in that video. Well, I'm just going to be like, oh my God. Looking forward to it. <laughs> people are going to love it. <laughs> um. Uh. What else? I. <laughs> I. Um. I'm working on a script right now and. I've been I told myself my goal was to cut 15 pages from it to narrow it down because it was far too long and mm. I did that I achieved awesome. that I mean I spent all the wee hours in the middle of the night doing it of and course. I was tired and stressed and yeah and then occasionally checking Twitter and things were terrible so yes. it was a very stressful time but I I did it and nice. that was giving me a moment yeah yeah, I think tonight, since it's the end of the week, I think I'm just gonna watch a movie, relax, have some me time. That's wise. That and is what we start all need. my next week off. Yes. Which is the beginning of the month of June, which is my birthday month. Yay. I'm gonna make this the best month I can make this. That's great. Yeah. What a good attitude. Sure. I love that. <laughs> um, what has been giving me moments? I I watched the Issa Rae. Kumail movie entitled uh, The Lovebirds. Mm-hmm. It is very cute, very zany. Cool. Uh, I feel like it's the exact same thing as Date Night with Tina Fey and Steve Carell, which I didn't see, but I saw the commercial, so I feel like I get the gist. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's kind of like, you know, a comedy 
uh, that's a romance but becomes an action unexpectedly for these two people. Isn't and it like they almost like get arrested for something? Like they break yes. some sort of law or well, kind of. But yes, there's there's like a police element, so that's mm-hmm. always that at this point is kind of like not as fun. But yeah, <laughs> yeah so, but it's 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 generally a very cute movie. It was good seeing them in love. Um, I also what has been giving me moments. I this is uh, the most unenthusiastic give me moments may, section from hey, both of us. What We're just like, well, Miss America finale. Hey, the insecure that Natasha Roth- Rothwell wrote tonight was also excellent and so lovely to watch. That was a joy. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Hella Cocktails. They did not sponsor this podcast, but they make a great spicy marang that's been getting me through as well. Uh, I, um, okay. Yes. And uh, there are, I we made brownies last night. I think they're Betty Crocker or something. That's, yeah, they're we great. love Betty. We love Betty. She does amazing work. She does so, amazing work. You know, this is for Betty. This is dedicated to Betty. Dedicated to Betty. <laughs> Probably wasn't even Betty Crocker. All the, all the Bettys. Yeah, all Betty the Bettys. Crocker, Betty White, Betty yes. Spaghetti from A League of Their Own. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, well, watch it on my birthday. I think that's going to be my birthday movie. Yeah. Every uh, birthday, I love just like ordering a pizza and making Matt Palmer wa- watch a movie <laughs> with me. <laughs> so I mean, I think this year will be A League of Their I Own. I feel like I am more likely to like A League of Their Own than a lot of your movies that you want me to watch. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I, like, what was the one you made me watch last? Fiddler was, on the Roof. What a brilliant! If movie. you have nine hours to kill, that's a news for idiots. They, it was announced that they're making a new Fiddler on the Roof movie. Oh right, yeah. I saw you tweet about that. Yeah, directed by Thomas Kale, uh, who directed Hamilton. Okay. So, and you know, a lot of people kind of had some opinions on it. They were like, "Oh, why are we remaking Fiddler on the Roof?" And my opinion on it is kind of just like, "Well, these shows are they're cla- they're as the years go by, they're classics. They're essentially like." They will grow up to be the Hamlets, the Shakespearean plays, the Chekhovian plays of of this time. So there's if there's 12 million film versions of Hamlet, there mm. can be two version, film versions of Fiddler. So I don't really mind as long as it's good. If it's bad, then whatever. I'll watch the original movie. But well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I hope it's good for you and all the other you know Broadway I, kids out I there. I hope it's good, too, because we'll review it on two game ads when it comes out. Well... You know, in 2027, in 20, what, yeah, when it actually happens, <laughs> when it actually happens, yeah, I guess so stay we'll tuned, guys. I know, coming up, coming up <laughs> soon. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Palmer Music, and I, it's Matt Steele, and at Two Gay Mats for both of us. Um, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash two gay mats, watch our videos at youtube.com slash two gay mats. Um, and we love you all and stay safe and stay safe, stay positive. We can do it, we can do it, it'll be okay. Sure. Yes. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>